Father God, we lift you up this morning. We declare that it is not how you are or what you do, but who you are. You are a way maker. You are a miracle worker. You are light in the darkness. God, regardless of where we find ourselves this morning, in a valley, a mountaintop, in a wilderness time, God, about to arrive in our promise, wherever we find ourselves this morning, we declare that you are way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. God, we lift you up this morning. We set our eyes on you. And we ask that you would do what only you can do in our midst this morning, whether we are in the room or online. We ask that you would do what only you can do. God, soften our hearts to hear from you this morning, to hear your vision for our church, to hear your vision for your church. God, we thank you for your love that is toward us. We thank you for your plan that is good. And we thank you that in all things, Jesus reigns. And so we lift you up this morning and we give you the praise that is due your powerful, powerful name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good morning. So good to be in church. Before you take a seat, why don't you say hello to someone, hop back up on your feet. Extroverts, go find yourself an introvert. Introverts, it's okay. The extroverts will do all the talking. You've got it. And to our online, we're so glad that you're joining us this morning. Uh, Say hello in the chat. Our team would love to host you and welcome you. Um, Let us know that you're here and don't forget to check in on the Church Centre app. We're so glad that you're here joining us online this morning. All right, all right. Take a seat. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited. Can I say, there's a lovely number of people in the room this morning. It feels good in here. There's a bit of excitement around Vision Sunday, yeah? I'm excited. There's a tent on the stage. What is that for? Who was distracted the whole time during worship because they were like, what's that tent for? (laughs) Yes, boys, good honesty. I'm sure you weren't the only ones wondering what the tent was for. I don't know the answer, uh, but I'm sure it will become apparent to us at some point during the morning. Hey, I'm here to do announcements. As we know, I'm not the best at it, so Church Centre app is really the best place to get all your announcements. But I do have a few quick things to uh, just touch on for you. Out for lunch. That's a very moderate whoop, which, oh, there we go. Yeah, getting into it. Yeah, out for lunch is a great time. Out for Lunch is a great time. Uh, if you attend Out for Lunch or you know people who attend Out for Lunch, I've got great news for you. It's on this Wednesday. Uh, so there's a sign-up sheet on the info desk. Uh, please sign up. It just lets our team know how many they're catering for, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a, a sign-up sheet there, and I'm sure it's also live on the Church Centre app. So you can sign up that way as well, make it nice and easy for our team. That will be 12 o'clock this Wednesday, Out for Lunch. The other exciting thing that's happening this week is... Uh, coming up is a working bee. Very good. That was just, a working bee. Yeah, that's it. That's what we like. There's so much. Uh, I like to think of working bees as, you know, like if you make a mess at your house, you clean up that mess. But there's also like things around, or the mums in the room just chuckled. (laughs) Do you clean up your mess? Young people, I don't know. Uh, 
it's your responsibility to clean up your bit. But there is just also just some like household things that we all just participate in, like vacuuming. That's a good one, right? Vacuuming or toilet cleaning. If you don't participate in these things in your house, just so you know, the mum of your house probably thinks you should be. <laughs> uh, it's the same in the church family. There's some things that are our mess or our job to do and we do them. And there's some things that is just the responsibility of the whole family. And so we're going to have a working bee and just do some of those tasks that are just the responsibility of the family. So we've got some sheds that need decluttering and we've got some painting that needs happening and we've just got some general spring cleaning maintenance to do in summer. Uh, summer cleaning to be done. So uh, that is going to be uh, on the, let me unlock this bad boy, on the 13th at 1pm after church, which is next Sunday. Can you say next Sunday? We're going to have a working beat. Yeah, this is what I was going for. Next Sunday, a working bee. Uh, it'll be at one o'clock. And really, truly, Breck assures me that there is plenty for everyone of any uh, age or uh, capacity to be able to help in. So we would love to just, it's just going to be a fun family activity. We'll play some music, we'll enjoy our time, and we'll get some of those jobs that need doing done. Sound good? Very good. Uh, the other thing that I just need to let you know is uh, for those of you who are playgroup families or no playgroup families in our community, uh, in the next few weeks we'll give you an announcement about when that will be uh, starting off. All our other generational ministries have kicked off, but playgroup uh, is just still on the way. So keep an eye and an ear out, but it is coming. Exciting? Very good. All right, we're going to come to a time of prayer, but before we do that, there's something that I have to let you know, uh, and some of you will never have met Vaughan, but for those of you that have, uh, I just need to, as a family announcement, let you know that this week Vaughan went home to be with Jesus. And so we're, uh, his funeral will be here on Saturday, uh, but we're going to be keeping Lauren and Pat and the family in our prayers um, as they navigate that time. Um, but I know we can celebrate that Vaughan has gone home to be with Jesus. Um, he was incredible. If you didn't have the privilege of getting to know Vaughan, uh, you missed out a little. But for those that did, uh, let this be a time of sharing our stories of Vaughan uh, and of a life well lived. And join us at 2pm on Saturday to celebrate his life together with Pat and Lauren and their family. All right, we're going to pray, uh, but we're going to be lifting them up in prayer. Why don't you stand with me as we do that? Father God, we thank you that uh, we are all on a journey home to you. God, we thank you for your uh, salvation. We thank you for your son Jesus uh, that makes it possible for us to have relationship with you. And so we thank you for Vaughan and his life and the witness that that has been. God, we just lift up the family to you and, and, and any and all families who are um, in a season of grief, God. And we just thank you that um, although our hope is eternal, your love is present. Uh, and so in these moments that are more difficult, God, we just ask that you would be uh, our strength. God, that you would be, um, you would be with uh, us and the families and those who are deep in grief right now, Lord. We thank you that there is a time for grieving. And God, we just ask that we would be a church community that could surround uh, and show love to those who need it. God, we thank you uh, that you're a good God who deeply cares for us. And as we come around uh, your word this morning and Vision Sunday, we just ask that uh, your vision for us would be clear. God, and that you would give us the boldness and the courage to follow where you are leading for this year. We thank you for how you love us. In Jesus' name, amen. I thought I'd start a little bit different this morning. 
set up my, um, my boys' tent. They were surprised and shocked when it was set up here this morning. They um, wanted to play in it and they're going to be disappointed that they're missing out on this. I said that I might have a sleep in here today. Still might and um, we'll see how we go. In Genesis 15, verses 4 and 5, it says, Now the word of the Lord came to him, and him being Abram at this time, this one will not be your heir. Instead, one who comes from your own body will be your heir. And he took him outside and said, Look at the sky and count the stars, if you're able to count them. And then he said to him, Your offspring will be that numerous. I don't know, I find that as we come to, we, we've sort of started a tradition of doing Vision Sunday, um, sort of at the start of February every year, and, and I love the tradition, I love the idea. Um, and it's not about casting a new vision, it's not about setting a theme for the year per se, but it's really about this central idea of getting God's perspective on where He's taking us, of what life is about. And I don't know about where you find yourself or what your perspective is at the moment, but this morning I hope that you might come on a bit of perspective shift with me. That we might remember together that God can do all things. He can do more things. In the midst of maybe not much happening, God can do far more than we could ever hope or dream. And really this morning I want to talk about this idea of revival and it being possible that we might see stories of transformation like we just heard from Ebony through a a variety of different ways and ministries and avenues. And we might join in on the miracles that God is doing, on the revival that God wants to bring about. I want to read the first three verses of um, Genesis 15. I just read verses 4 and 5. Let me read what happens before this. It says, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram, I'm your shield, your reward will be very great. But Abram said, Lord God, what can you give me since I'm childless and the heir of my house is Eliza of Damascus? Abram continued, look, you've given me no offspring, so a slave born in my house will be my heir. And then the word of the Lord came to Abram. Then he took him outside the tent and said, count the stars. This is the dream. This is the vision. And I don't know about you, but I reckon the last two years can feel a little bit like what Abram described in those first three verses. Don't see much happening. Sort of every time I look up, I'm sure Abram was in a tent like this where all he could see was a fly and a few tent poles and a zip. It can feel like not much is happening. And we can look at our own little world, our own little bubble. And we can look around and think, there's not many people in here. I don't see God at work. I don't see what God is doing. And my challenge and, and the challenge for this morning is this, that we would have a perspective shift. That we would get out of the tent. I'm going to try to do this gracefully without ripping the tent down. That we get out of the tent. Oh, legs aren't made for that. We'd get out of the tent and we'd see God's perspective on life. But we'd be able to look at the stars, look at the sky, believe and dream together. It's easy to stay in the tent. It's easy to, to just limit what God might do and to think, especially when we have a word like revival, we think, 
Brad, you're dreaming. You are dreaming. And I am. I am literally dreaming. Believing that God might do something great. Believing that God might increase our faith. And God's not limited by the season we find ourselves in. And He's not limited by how ready we even feel. But He wants to draw us out from our current perspective and look up and get His. You know, in Ephesians 3, I want to read from the message translation. I love how it's put. It says, God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. And He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us. His Spirit deeply and gently within us. God's dreams are bigger. His plan is bigger. His movements are bigger than we think. Farther reaching than we think. I love in that story that we just heard from Ebony. You know, however many years ago when Lauren and Gabby started this Tuesday chat, they started this live stream on Facebook. And they just started reading Bible plans and discussing their faith, interviewing other people's faith. And through that, Ebony came to a a saving relationship with Jesus and now it's kicking goals and doing all sorts of things. But who would have thought that something like that, so simple, could have such fruit from it? We've already heard stories from since COVID of going online and starting live streaming every service of stories of people coming to faith, people connecting in with the church that wouldn't otherwise have connected in with. He's doing more than we think. He's doing more than you know. So let's get out of the tent together and believe together, dream a bit. Is revival really possible? Does it happen? Can we dream together? Can we believe together? You know, I looked up, what does it mean to have a revival? What's, what's the definition? And so you look it up in the, the Webster's Dictionary and it says something about, um, it's nothing to do with God at work. It's nothing, to, it's just a very sort of something great happening um, sort of thing. But when you look up this idea of what it means to have this biblical sense of revival, of what God does through revival, I found these amazing sort of quotes of, um, of what people have said about revival through the years. People like J.I. Packer who says, God's quickening visitation of his people, touching their hearts and deepening his work of grace in their lives. Or an extraordinary season of religious interest. Or the sovereign act of God in which he restores his own backsliding people to repentance, faith and obedience. Or this one, times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. Or the awakening or quickening of God's people to their true nature and purpose. Or the church from her back. An extraordinary movement of the Holy Spirit producing extraordinary results. Or a community saturated with God. Or the work of the Holy Spirit in restoring the people of God to a more vital spiritual life witness and work by prayer and the word after repentance in crisis for their spiritual decline. I don't know about you, but I would love to see those sorts of things take place amongst us. Times are refreshing in God's presence, people coming to know Him. Is all this really possible? And does it seem a bit like trying to count the stars? It's like, this seems a bit far-fetched. 
And I think it should. I think if it doesn't seem far-fetched, if it doesn't seem impossible, if it doesn't seem like a big, old, wild dream, then we're not dreaming big enough. Then we're not believing enough. And I don't know how God will do it. I don't know how He will do it. But I just want to believe that He could and believe that He will. And I guess if there was a, a vision or a cast for this year, it would be that this idea of revival in three different areas, people coming to Jesus, people returning to Jesus, and people revitalized in Jesus. That we would see people come to know Jesus for the first time, that have never known Jesus. People like Ebony, who haven't grown up in a Christian home, but have come to faith. We'd see people return to Jesus. You know, over the last couple of years, there's been people that have walked away, not just from church, but from faith altogether. And not just over the last two years, you know. Years and years this has been happening. People have walked with Jesus for a time and then, for whatever reason, turned around and, and walked another way. You know, just two days ago, we got some new neighbours. And um, I was talking to this, this guy, my new neighbour, and got chatting and found out that he used to be a part of a Baptist church, of all things, Sunday school teacher but not practicing in his faith anymore. And I thought, man, God is at work. Here's someone right on the, literally my doorstep of what I'm thinking and praying and, and believing for, what God might want to do. People revitalized in Jesus. And I guess maybe that's more a vision for us in the room, us online, going through the last two years and whatever that's felt like in your own spiritual walk, that maybe it's caused this season of barrenness or season of I don't know where God is and I really haven't felt his presence for a long time and maybe there'll be a revival in that sense as well that you'll be revitalized in your faith you know when I first took on this role of um, senior pastor some just three years ago feels like a long time ago two years of COVID will do that one of the things that I, I remember talking to the, the pastoral search committee, the, the interview team and the church council, it's about 10 people in the room, I think, is this idea that um, we would become this regional hub or this regional centre where people, where we might have influence not just in sale but broader than sale, that we might be able to resource the church, we might be able to resource some of these smaller towns that surround us with people, with whatever we can to spread the gospel, to do the work of God. And I suppose one of the big things that um, we want to talk about this morning is just this, that um, we're going to be launching SBC Yarram in just two weeks' time. Very exciting. And so we've got a map. Um, in case you don't know where Yarram is, maybe you're new to town, I don't blame you, but Yarram is about, depends how fast you drive, I'm going to say an hour from sale. Um, southwest down near the down near the coast there and um, in terms of Baptist churches I didn't map where the Baptist churches are but they are all along the the highway they are just east west from sort of Warrigal Trug I don't know if you can see the words there but there is nothing Baptist down there sort of um, Currumburra which is off that map is the closest one down in South Gippsland and so we've had people 
um, a family that have been part of our church, we're about to hear from Opie and Gregor McCauley, um, who've been part of SBC for the past three years, travelling to Sale every second weekend, and then the alternate weekend they've been running their own sort of kids' ministry in Yarram. Um, and so there's been this dream of what God might do in Yarram. It's about 2,500 people that live in Yarram, and so this is going to be a, a campus of sorts, you might call it a campus, and that's what we'll call it, just for... Um, for name's sake, but it's, it's really reliant upon the, the stream that we started last year, and so it's, it's really people light in terms of the, the resource that it needs. We've already got most of what we need to, to be able to do this, um, but it's just about opening up a room, inviting people in, creating that culture of home for all, of um, praying people, of truth seekers, and of going on mission together. You know, this idea that God is going to do something incredible in Yarram and that we might pe- see people come to know Him that wouldn't otherwise know Him if we didn't take this step of faith. And so, Sophie and Gregor and actually Renee and Dylan who are here with us, Sophie and Gregor couldn't be in the room with us this morning because of COVID in their household. So, we jumped on Zoom earlier this week and um, put this video together. So, I'm going to let you listen to this. For a long time while we're here, we prayed for someone to come and plan a church. He did not want to be the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're like, to be at this spot now, um, a long time since that vision happened. I was praying and I said to God, I can't remember what the time frame was, but I'm like, right, if I don't have anyone else on team by this day, I'm pulling it. And then like... I just fall more in love with Jesus. And It's not about gathering Christians who are already gathering in Yarn, but it's really about reaching the lost. Well, here we are with uh, Gregor and Sophie and Renee and Dylan, part of the SBC Yarram team, uh, the campus team. And so I'm going to firstly get Gregor and Sophie to to introduce themselves and then um, Renee and Dylan after that. So Gregor and Sophie, tell us a little bit about you, your family, how long you've been a part of South Baptist, things like that. Hello, I'm Gregor. I'm Sophie. And we have two sons. Camden, who is seven, and George, who is four and a half. Um, we started attending Sail Baptist a bit over three years ago, uh, and we do live in just out of Yarram, so we have been commuting all that way once a fortnight uh, to attend the church. Um, we really enjoyed it, found it really welcoming, uh, and, you know, it's a church that we're happy to make home. Yeah, yeah. So we've been in the district itself um, for seven years now, um, yeah, I've been spending time trying to get to know people and um, praying about how God would use us in Yarram. Yeah, awesome. And Renee and Dylan, I'd like get you guys to introduce yourself as well. I'm Renee. This is Dylan. Uh, you've probably seen us maybe a little bit more. Um, I've been at church now for six years, which means Dylan's been even longer than that. And we live in Macra. I've been yeah, attending Sail Baptist Church probably roughly nine years, um, involved in different ministries and whatnot through the church and helping out behind the scenes. Um, yeah, we're looking to give Gregor and Sophie a hand in, yeah, wherever we can. Awesome. That's uh, pretty exciting. Um, and I guess we'll hear maybe a little bit in a minute, uh, Renee and Dylan, a bit more about your involvement, but we'll throw back to Gregor and Sophie and... Um, so, you know, you've been part of Sail Baptist for 
for three years or so. When did this idea of maybe starting something in Yarram, I mean, technically you've already had something started. You've got ministry going in Yarram. That's why you come every fortnight. Maybe tell us a little bit about the the kids club first, how that started and, and what's going on there just quickly. Yeah, there are a few uh, small, very small local churches uh, in our town, but none of them have any uh, family ministry for kids. And obviously being a family with young kids, um, that was a bit of a, made it very difficult for us to engage in church and um, find a, a church home locally. Um, we thought that we could start a kids ministry, which kind of runs like a Sunday school each fortnight for kids and families to have children learn about the Bible and um, hear about Jesus. And um, yeah, and it's been running for oh, two and a half years. And um, during that time, obviously, we've had COVID, but that actually ended up being a bit of a blessing, didn't it, Gregor? Yeah, we ended up with um, more people attending online than we could get, you know, in the in the front door just because, you know, distance is a bit of a problem um, for, for even local people. So a little bit over nine years ago, uh, before Sophie and I were, I think, even engaged, uh, one day we were visiting my parents uh, on their farm. They've got a farm out of Stacey's Bridge, a, a, a decent size or average size dairy property in the rolling hills. And um, I remember one morning uh, being in the lounge room. There was no one else in the lounge room. I was there by myself. And I really just felt God's impression uh, come in and sit on me that uh, one day Sophie and I would plan a church together. It just really came out of the blue. I don't remember if I'd been listening to worship music, I don't remember those situations exactly, but I just remember that, you know, that, that voice of God, that feeling that you get coming over me and, and knowing, oh, wow, that was unexpected. Okay, I guess that's one day that's going to happen now. And so, you know, that we, we, we didn't live down here at the time, and so we didn't know where that was going to be. But I think that when we moved down here um, seven years ago, it, it seemed like this was more likely to be the situation than um, anywhere else. Although, obviously, you can open you know, open to, to God moving wherever you, you end up. But, yeah, so to, to be at this spot now, um, a, a long time since that vision happened, um, and it is a church campus, which is still very exciting. Uh, nonetheless, you know, to, to be at a place now where it's a denomination that, you know, I'm excited to be a part of and um, a, a, a greater church family that's, um, so welcoming and encouraging so to be able to open the doors to that in our township and and share that with the local people um, and hopefully you know some new Christians is you know, it's really exciting. Oh, fantastic and what about for you Renee and Dylan um, you're not from Yarram I don't think you've ever lived in Yarram probably only <laughs> been there a handful of times but <laughs> now traveling from Mafra which I think is actually further than Sale from Yarram. <laughs> you have to drive through Sale to get to Yarram. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, seems a bit strange, but how did how did this come about for you guys? It probably started towards the middle of last year. We just started getting really uncomfortable, and like that, God was doing something new, and that it was kind of going to be maybe a little bit away from Sale Baptist Church, which 
was just so confusing and um, conflicting in a lot of ways. I mean, we came and spoke to you, Brad, as you probably remember. Yeah, yeah. we're like, we don't know what's happening, but something different is happening. Um, so we just had a time of prayer and still kind of felt unknown when we thought about the future and where God wanted us to be or where God specifically was calling us to. Um, and, yeah, we just were kind of, I guess, open and were just maybe seeking in different areas where God might have us. And we uh, met Sophie and Gregor for lunch one day. And, yeah, we just kind of walked away from that and we were just, we felt at peace and we were like, okay, I think this is what God wants for us for the next season. And it's not something that yeah we thought we'd probably do or be a part of. And we did seek God and we did, um, you know, seek like guidance and mm-hmm. wisdom through people and Brad himself. And we're looking forward to it and um, excited to see yeah what what happens with the campus and um, excited really to see it grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's it's really exciting, and and I think um, the commitment you guys are making is um, you know tremendous as well because it's a it's a big com- commute. Um, you're not planning to move to Yarm, um, to, at least to begin with. You know we wait for that. <laughs> <laughs> We're praying for that. <laughs> but really, you know, this is about planning and starting something in Yarm for for the people that live in Yarm, um, and you know that's the that's the, the heart behind what you guys are, are committing to. And so, um, I think it's super exciting and. I guess just to to wrap up our time, um, what's the dream for Yarram? What's your dream for Yarram, Gregor and Sophie? That this what what do you hope this might become, and and what do you hope God might do? Yeah, I I hope that it can become a a, a place that um, people in Yarram can come to to know Jesus and learn, and and a place of discipleship. And a place that they can call their, their church family. That's really our vision is is to see um, a community of disciples making disciples. And really, that's the only way this is going to work. Um, yeah. we, can't, we can't expect people from MAFRA to come every weekend. Like, that's not the vision. It, it really is about planting um, seeds, sowing and, and cultivating what's here for, for new growth and new disciples. Um, and that's scary. It's exciting and it's completely dependent on God. And Dylan and Renee, your hopes and dreams of what God might do, even through your own your own lives and and, and in Yarram and the, the area. Agree with Sophie and Gregor. Um, like building families, um, to be like to be disciples and to have um, that sort of community base, I think is very important. Um, we don't have kids of our own yet and I can imagine that only grows when you do begin your own family and can see the importance behind that so um, being able to support that and um, have God work through that I think will be exciting to see um, some growth and some people's lives change so Mm. I think that's exciting yeah yeah it might be small but it would be fierce and that the people that come would just feel such community and that they would just fall more in love with Jesus and 
that people would come to know Jesus that wouldn't come to know Jesus if Dale Baptist didn't make this church plant in Yarram. Mm. Yeah, I think that's the most exciting thing and, and really the heart behind it all. It's not about gathering Christians who are already gathering in Yarram, but it's really about reaching the lost. It's really about seeing people who don't yet know Jesus have an opportunity to meet him. And, um, you know, we're, we're told in, in the scriptures by Jesus himself, the harvest is plentiful, but the work is a few. Um, so pray for the, the Lord to send the harvest, to send the workers into the harvest field. And that's really the prayer this morning as a part of Vision Sunday is that we be believing that, that God is sending these four. Um, and then who knows who will join them along the journey in, in the coming weeks and months to to really work in the harvest field and, and see um, the lost come to know him. And so we're going to be praying and, and believing with you guys as you launch and take off in a couple of weeks' time uh, that God would do impossible things you'd make the impossible possible and, and that's really our prayer so very exciting in two weeks time um, we're going to be in Yarram um, starting the, the campus so they're going to be watching basically whatever's happening here in sale uh, much like we have our online um, crew that watch online every week. Um, SBC Yarram will have a, a, a setup with a screen and some speakers and they'll be streaming the service um, and having a, some local people there sort of hosting them, welcoming them. Um, and occasionally we're going to be trying to preach from Yarram and then you guys will be watching us preach or whoever's preaching um, from Yarram here. Uh, so we'll sort of get that, that feel as well. Um, but it's a big dream and maybe impossible in some ways, but I really believe it's it's where God's moving and, and what God's doing. And so why not jump in on, on what God is doing and, and believe with Him and, and have faith that He is the God of the impossible. Um, so we're going to meet fortnightly to begin with. Um, they're meeting in the, if you know Yarram, if you know where the Senior Citizens Hall is, that was the, the building you saw at the end there, uh, that brick building. They're going to be setting up and packing up each fortnight and meeting in that hall in that space and they're hoping to run some ministries for kids in the in the service as well that's really the heart behind it as well so um by all means um on the fortnight that's that yarram is on if you feel like a, a nice scenic south gippsland drive i'm sure they'd love for you to to pop on in and, and say day and support them encourage them maybe give them a heads up let them know you're coming so they can give you a task or a job maybe you could be welcoming or hosting or doing something to, to support them i'm sure they'd love that and really appreciate um doing that or, or, or talk to myself if, you, if you're keen to be involved in some way, shape or form. But really it's a place for people to meet and be transformed by the love of Jesus. Um, and of course, we're believing the same thing for here in sale and online as well, that, that God would use us somehow to bring revival um, to this region, to families, to, to friends of ours, to people that we know, people we don't know, people we are yet to meet, that God would use us, use this church and the ministries that are part of SBC um, to bring people into relationship with Him. And so, just as we finish up this morning, we're going to speak more about this idea of vision over the next coming couple of weeks. But my question, questions for you this morning is, what do you believe God could do? Or maybe, what is your current perspective? Do you find yourself in a, a tent of sorts, of looking up and going, oh, I don't know, seems pretty limited. don't have much resource. I don't have much going for me. I haven't seen God move in a while, maybe ever. 
But when's the last time you got out and just counted the stars, looked to the heavens and thought, God, you are the God of the impossible. That you really dreamed that God could do something even in your own life, even with your life. You know, I really believe that revival is going to happen by people coming to Jesus, people returning to Jesus and being revitalized in Jesus. I just want to ask, can you believe that with me? Can you pray for it with me at least? Get out of the tent. Let's dream. With God, this is possible. With us, it's impossible. If it's just dependent on our our ability, on our motivations, on our gumption, on on us just forcing it to happen, it's, it's impossible. Not a chance. But with God, all things are possible. Mark 10, 27, looking at them, looking at the disciples, Jesus said, with man it is impossible, but not with God, because all things are possible with God. I want to invite you to stand, and I want us to pray. You know, revival is something that um, you might believe is possible, maybe you think, that nah, Brad, you're barking up the wrong tree there, but regardless, it's, it's not on us, it's on Him. And it's really dependent on us praying and believing that God could do it. And so as we even start SBC Yarm and as we believe for revival in sale and um, through our own um, contacts that we really are believing um, in God, that we're praying people, believing for the impossible. Prayer causes things to happen that wouldn't happen if we didn't pray. And so maybe there's one of these three areas of revival either people coming to Jesus, people returning to Jesus, or people being revitalized in Jesus. Maybe you can just put that up again, Beck, those three things. Maybe you've got someone in your mind that you know doesn't know Jesus yet, never has. Maybe that's what you're praying for this morning. Or maybe you know someone who's been walking with Jesus before, but not at the, not at the present time, and, and your prayer this morning is that they might return to Jesus this year. Or maybe it's yourself and your own faith that there's a, a real need of revitalization in your own walk. Whatever it is, I want to invite you to, to pray for that thing this morning, to have that on your heart, to have that um, coming out your lips and believe that God might do the impossible. So Lord Jesus, we thank you this morning that you are the God of the impossible. We thank you that you are able to do far more than we could ever dream or imagine. God, I thank you that even when we're in a season of barrenness like Abram was, you can cause us to to see your perspective and to see your dream and and give us the faith to believe that it could happen. And God, this morning I pray that you might give us the faith to, to believe that people might come to know Jesus for the very first time this year. That we might see revival in the sense of the lost coming home, sinners being saved. God, that we might believe and we might see people returning to Jesus like prodigals. God, people that have wandered off or got caught up in their own thing. God, that you might use us and the ministries of SBC to to reach these people and to, to bring them home to you. Or God, whether it's our own hearts and our own walk, God, our own faith that just needs revitalization. God, I pray that this year, 
we might see those times of refreshing in your presence, to move the Holy Spirit in our own hearts, to bring us back to faith in you, dependence on you, and walking with you. And God, we especially pray for Yaram at this time, and over the next coming weeks as they gear up to, to start, God, even if it's small to begin with, God, that you would use the people that come to reach even more people. And God, that you would empower Sophie and Gregor and Dylan and Renee as they take this step of faith and as they partner with you. God, that you might fill them with your spirit and enable them to do the work and the ministry that you've called them to. And so, God, we pray for this revival. We pray that you would move in our hearts, move in our midst, move in a way that only you can. Lord Jesus, we love you and we honour you and we pray this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen.